Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Chaps, we've got to Premier Non-League Podcast, episode 40. It's a time of year where we're getting our sort of pyjamas on, turning the heating on. But for some reason, a weird tournament called the World Cup has kicked off yesterday. What's going on? Am I living in a what? weird world? What? What's going on? What? What World Cup? What World Cup? Uh, yeah, yes. I like that. What World Cup? Yeah, it's what World Cup. I mean, we'll we'll touch on it in a little bit because obviously we're just hoping it can sort of perform more for non-league. But it just feels so weird. Like we, I was down the social club watching England came today with my friend Spencer, and you know we're sitting there, just like you know, I used to be standing outside, you know, pints and sort of the well. Normally England's pissing Ranger in the World Cup and stuff like that, but you know, it, it, it feels wrong, doesn't it? It really doesn't feel right. And uh, you know, the positives of it is that the fact we're hopefully going to get some more for um, non-league over the things. But I digress. Chris, how are you, yeah. mate? You all right? Very well, thank you. Very yeah. well. Trevor, how are you, mate? Like a couple yeah. of weeks, couple of weeks, couple of episodes, couple of weeks. Can't remember. Like when was no, the last I, one? I need the last one. Well, I was hoping to have a full house tonight, but Gaz is representing the Premier Non-League podcast, watching non-league football up in Beaconsfield. Pete's apparently doing work, but I reckon he's having a couple of pints watching the USA Wales game. But, you know, we'll wait and see if he if he snaps at that or bites at that when he listens back to the podcast when it's released <laughs> on Friday. Um, chaps, excuse the pun, but we're going to start on a little bit of a sour note. Mm. And that sour note is... Uh, Regarding fan behaviour and someone pissing into a bottle, a goalkeeper's mm. bottle. Um, oh, Gareth well, is coming on. Oh, hello, Gareth. You're not you're not pissing in a bottle, are you, Gareth? Oh no, his audio failed. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Gareth, you're not you're not you're not pissing to a bottle live at Beaconsfield, are you? Uh, no, 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 not doing that. Not doing that. Uh, very just, good. Thought pop, just thought I'd pop in and say hello. Hello. So, Gareth, I was going to say, we're just literally talking about, we're literally just starting off on, on a sour note, as I said, pardon the pun. This whole Geisley, uh, the Geisley keeper, uh, sorry, yeah. Geisley and the keeper from Warrington, Tony Thompson, being sent off for uh, someone peeing into his bottle. It's just yeah. disgusting. I mean, we've seen fights. We've gone on the Premier League podcast over the past sort of couple of years about fan behaviour, which is normally involving drunken behaviour, drug use fights in stands but someone to urinate into a bottle of a goalkeeper and quite rightly you don't know you know bodily fluids could have all sorts of contaminants in yeah what 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 is going through people's minds that's not even funny like a bit of banter to the keeper what what, what the hell is going through people's minds come on oh, disgusting calling call a goalkeeper a knob behind the goal sort of giving him a bit of banter you expect that but peeing into someone's bottle all right 
to me, there should be criminal charges, and I don't know what's happening with that. It should be a criminal case and, and dealt with that way. It's, it's horrible. It's wrong. wrong. And I should know well, the guy that done it. Well, apparently yeah. they know who it is, don't they? Because all the fans sort of, sort of snapped him out. Whether that was just because they thought it was out of order, or you know, like which it is out of order. But I mean, Chris. Do you know any of these teams, the sort of northern teams and stuff yeah, like that? That's you, yeah, yeah. So, that's so what, what, what's the sort of behaviour like normally with these clubs? Like, have you? Did it completely shock you? Um, it did in in some ways. I mean, um, it's our league. In fact, we are at Warrington on Saturday. Uh, we've played Geisley already this season, and um, it was a Geisley supporter. Now, we, we've had previous, if, if my memory serves me correctly, we've had previous with Warrington, um, I, I believe, if, if my memory serves correctly, there was a, a case that went to court because our goalkeeper, Miles Boney, was subjected to um, racist abuse at Warrington. <laughs> if, if those listeners out there say that I'm wrong, please forgive me, it's just off memory. Um, so I, I kind of... A little bit of previous at Warrington, but generally both clubs are two very good clubs with good fan bases, very friendly. I've never had any problems at Warrington. I don't think I've ever had any problems with the Warrington fans at South Shield. So um, for a Geisley fan to do that, um, well, it is, it is it's, it's despicable to swap the you know to swap bottles. Um, surely someone with a bit of sense could have just shouted at the goalkeeper, "Hey, mate!" You know, he's just swapped your bottle, be careful. But to not say anything, that's pretty poor. It was the giggling and laughing that got me. Like, yeah. it's clearly not just one person that's involved in that, is it? There's, no. there's a group of them. Yeah. And, and for there to be a group of them, it just says it says all I need to know about. Do we do we know if it's a sort of younger? Because obviously we've seen it at Worthing and there's like sort of, you get these younger sort of, sort of mid-teens, like, you know, 13, 14-year-olds that seem to come in pack mentality. There's been a few problems at Worthing, you know, the underage drinking, sneaking drinks in, like, really bad behaviour. Do we know, or is it an adult? Is there, is there anyone, any rumours around or seen? There's a, yeah. there's a video going around, isn't there? Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. the video. Yeah, yeah, the video's there. And it looks like a, you would class as a late teen or early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, that should know, someone that should know better then, basically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. No, I just, I just can't believe it, and it, it completely shocked me. And uh, you know, Tony Thompson. I mean, have they reversed the red card yet? Has the league done anything like that? No, yeah. gonna, I mean, that's got to be done. I mean, of course, like you know, the the referee's in a hard spot. He sees like a goalkeeper assaulting a fan, like chucking it back at him, mm. squirting it at home. Then, yeah, of course, like you know, that is a cardable offence. But like when the whole situation was revealed, surely the referee. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of the rules of refereeing, but surely it could have been reversed. Surely. Would think so, but I th- on, in during the game, I don't think it is. To be honest, once you've sent somebody off, you can't bring them back on. As once they've left the field of play, even in like it. the sort because I'm sure I didn't see what the rigmarole, but it was there must be a rigmarole or something? Was there when like you know he got a red card? Do not know. I really don't, but and did and didn't uh, guys he win the game late on as well or something like that? Yeah, they got somebody. There was I think there was somebody was somebody else sent off as well. I can't remember, but there was another incident in the game. Um, we we are at Warrington on um, on Saturday, and I've been to Warrington. And you know, other than that, I'm sure it was Warrington where there was the racist abuse. But that was just a, a piss head and yeah. clearly a bigot, and not really a proper what you would class as a genuine fan. Um, 
Are you going to Warrington on Saturday? Yes, I'll be there. Yeah. Come and see why, why don't you? Why don't you try and see if you can get a little, uh, you know, like inside yeah. of you? Like, well, it would be interested just to see if you've got any story that you could tell us on the next episode about yeah. it. Because th- this yeah. situation won't be going to bed overnight. This is going to, I think, drag sure. on. A, I think sure. Gareth said, you know, it, it should be led to sort of police charges because that, that's, yes, that's, that, 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 that's, that's, that's assault. That is assault. That's assault. It's also, it's a, it's a public health issue yep. as well so um i'm sure the book will be thrown at that individual because yeah. it is a public health problem yeah it's it's not nice it's not nice um but let's leave that horrible horrible thing before and let's hope that's the last time we have to speak about anything like that again but sadly i believe it probably won't be uh trevor you were going to be joining gareth at beaconsfield tonight what happened too cold because uh, <laughs> Gareth is sitting here <laughs> on the camera, he's got probably the thickest jacket in a snowy, like a fur collar hood up. I mean, I, I, I was trying. I put the bins out earlier, and it was bloody cold enough. Let alone do you stand at a football match? Four degrees. It's four degrees here tonight, and it's absolutely Baltic. It's horrible. There's a wind with it as well. And was it? I know you're only in a hotel across the road, but was it worth? Is it worth it right now? What's going on? Uh, it's it's two one. It's a little bit. It's two one to Beaconsfield. Is this a yeah. is this a trophy match or a Vars match? No, no, no. It's a southern league game. Um, it, yeah, it's it's two one to Beaconsfield. Um, and without saying too much, officiating is the same as it is at every level. Oh, of course. <laughs> it is. I mean, uh, Tre- Trev, is the reason you can't go is because Gareth refused to spoon you in the bed after the game, like to keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like, I'm not going all the way up the Beaconsfield. This is a family show. This is a family show. Come on. Spooning? Yeah, come on, James. Spooning? Like, little, little cuddles keep warm. It's getting, it's getting everything written up. We're going to another game tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're, yeah, you're off to Horsham tomorrow night. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I chose, I chose not to. Right, guys, I'm going to love you and leave it. They're all coming out again now, but I'll be oh, back. Right. I'll be back properly on the next one. Enjoy the second half, mate. Thanks for popping yeah, in. Enjoy yeah, the game. Know. See you later, buddy. Bye. Thanks for joining us. I think that's um our first ever live match report kind of mm. dropping in, and I'm amazed he had the signal there. Like mm. you know, you know, it's like you go technology. We're at home in our cozy home, and he's bought it. He looked cold there, guys. I mean, that's this funny. is this I is what's starting. We we yeah I do mate. What what for not spooning him or like for not going to football? <laughs> both. <laughs> both both are quite good choices to be fair. Um, it, it's kind of getting to that point now, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we've been really lucky with the weather. I don't know if it's been the same up north, Chris. Or like mm-hmm. you know the, the weather down south's been like mid-teens only until about one week ago yeah. and stuff, and now it's starting to really drop. Yeah, this morning was the first time we've had proper frost. Um, cars were frozen this morning, so yet yeah, it, it it to think though, if I remember oh, about ten to eleven years ago. This time of year, we had thick, thick snow, so it, it's kind of short memories, really, because we're used to the, we're not used to the cold now, and we don't really mm. get a lot of cold weather like we used to. Yeah, no, so it's, it's it's global warming and all that. As it, you hate to say, it's not it's not an eco podcast or all that, but you know, mm. it does. It's so strange how how mild it's been up until recently, mm. and I've quite liked it. I mean, I was only at the game a couple of uh, Tuesday nights ago. I was just wearing a hoodie, a light hoodie, and a t shirt underneath, and yeah, yeah, not even like thermals but i think maybe tomorrow night we're playing um we're trying to play tunbridge for the third time this season for like every re- re- rescheduled games and we'll be uh i might be putting my thermals on tomorrow night but we'll, mm. we'll digress we'll stay up north where it's a little bit colder um shields mm-hmm. um you said obviously after the last podcast you were knocked out of the fa cup which you weren't that bothered about you're quite happy that you like got to that round first round proper lost could have won the game but you wanted to move on you've played three games since then yeah. and three. Lost one, 
Yeah, one, one two. two. Yeah. So what? 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 And I haven't had a chance to listen to Mariners podcast yet, but I saw in the comments said it could be some is it some con- like difference of opinions on there or like what? What was the sort of like what's the consensus there? Because I know you said the yeah. focus is on the leave now. Um, I haven't listened. Yeah. Um, and I, I recommend anyone listening. Obviously, it's Chris's other podcast. Like we do the Rebel Yell podcast. Um, do tune in. But um, was what you unhappy or are people unhappy or what? What's what's going on? Um, unhappy with the particularly, I mean, the the hygienated performance. We lost one nil. Um, we were pretty average. Uh, but the problem is, it's just missed chances. If you if you take your chances early on, if you're creating chances and you take them, it's a different game. And the you know, Shields have been guilty all season of missing a, an absolute hatful of chances. You, you wouldn't believe some of the misses. So. Um, although Hyde and Hyde's fans, you know, celebrated as if they won the league, there was pyros, there's all sorts of kicking off. They had a big following that night, and um, you'd think they won the league, but it was a good win for them. They're the top of the league for a reason, they are a good side, but Shields um, didn't really perform that night. And then the next game, so I'd said I'd have been happy with 10 points from 12, so now we're looking at a maximum of nine from 12, and we're still on for that because the following game against the bottom of the table, Belper. We won 2-1. Um, Belper are bottom of the league for a reason. They're pretty poor. No disrespect to them, but they're not very good. Um, and Shields flattered to deceive. Um, and there was a lot of consensus at that game that it just simply wasn't good enough in terms of going forward. We've sorted the defence out. The defence is absolutely watertight, rock solid. Um and Belper's goal was a penalty, which I thought was a bit harsh. I don't think it was a penalty. One, it was outside the box. And two, I think the guy took a dive, but that's another thing. Um, and then on Saturday, we played Stafford Rangers. And I think it was a better performance, um, particularly in the second half. I, th- I think fans now will just simply have to get used to the fact that every team, bar maybe one or two, will now come to, to us and literally park the bus. So it's now going to be a test of trying to break, literally break two banks of five down. I think we're going to have to just be very, very mindful and very patient. Yeah. And we did well, break them down. It's it's like exactly what you said, alluded to before. You're getting what Worthing had last season. Everyone wants to get a result against you. So, you know, when, yeah. they, when they do get that and they are going to come and part of the bus... We've seen it a lot of times this season. It's different league in the National South, and it would be the same in National North. But, you know, people come, they defend, they park the bus, they get that one goal and they park the bus. It's very hard to break mm. down. But people celebrate when they celebrate. We've had it a few times this season. We're like, why are people celebrating like that? But you are the team to beat. You're the, the only full-time absolutely. team, am I correct, in that league? Um, yes, absolutely. And so, you know, but so so um, the frustrations are more around the hide game, is it? Like, rather than anything. Yeah, you well, sort of, yeah. the fact that we you know, at that point, we scored on average maybe a goal a game, which isn't good enough. You know, the, the defensive mm. record is absolutely magnificent. Um, best defensive record in the league by some distance. Um, another clean sheet on Saturday. We just don't score enough. And the, the other thing was that the, the football was too slow and mechanical and methodical. There wasn't enough zest and yeah. dynamism. Uh, there was a little bit more of that, particularly in the second half on Saturday when uh, Darius Assay came on. He's been out on loan at Ashton United for a month to get match fit. He scored five goals in seven games there, got his match fit. He came on and just changed the game. Yeah. So it was a better feel all round. Um, the f- first half was pretty forgettable, but the second half was much more what, what we want to see. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow night, we're at home to Bamba Bridge, um, who normally play a good brand of football. 
hopefully they'll come and have a game and if they do it should make for a better spectacle yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's a game that you know it, it's, it's it's not must must win but you know I, I want it isn't for me got to keep the momentum going if it's one of our games in hand you know we've got three four five games in hand got to win them well, looking at this, I'm looking at the table. Games were top of the moment. They seem to be free scoring at the moment with plus 24 mm. goal difference. That's huge. You're on 10 goal difference, plus 10. Mm. Hyde, mm. I think. If Hyde win their games, you win their games, you could end up being four points clear at the moment, mm. uh, which is good. Um, I also noticed that Ashton United have had a three points docked. Is that a recent thing, or is that uh, what's what's that what's about that? What's that about? Ashton, it was for kind of an ineligible player that was just with the paperwork. I think it was late paperwork or yeah. inconsistent. And would they then, be up and around your area? Would they be up and around I, the top I, of the I table? Predict, I predicted the playoff place for them because they're a workman-like team. Um, they were our first away opponents of the season and then we got a point there and they, they worked hard. Um, FC United and Manchester have been docked three points because they fielded six loan players uh-huh. when the maximum, <laughs> the maximum they can field is five. So... Yeah. Um, that, that's pretty frightening, though. That you're fielding six loanies, that's pretty scary. But I think it's not just frightening that. Can you imagine being a fan and like you're getting to the business end of the season mm. and because of stupid admin that hasn't been mm. done properly, you miss mm. out on the playoffs because of some stupid thing that takes one thing. It's very frustrating. It happens a lot in non-league. Trev, you've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. It happens yeah. a lot. And, you know, I appreciate not all these staff, they're not like, you know, they're not business acumen. They're like, they're the volunteers, a lot of them. So, but, you know, things like that, you need to be getting it right. And how frustrating. I mean, you'd be fuming if that happened at Shields, wouldn't you? Yeah, but it wouldn't happen. We've got a good secretary. Um, he's been doing it for donkey's years. So, um, But we've just, um, this afternoon, hot off the press, we've signed Jordi Mongoy on loan for a month from Wealdstone, former Bogner player. Yeah. Um, so, it's did he come from Bogner? When did he come from Bogner? Uh, last season he signed for them. I he wasn't. He wasn't the one that scored again. He wasn't the one that scored for us against us, was it? In the bank holiday weekend. <sighs> yeah, I've got been. a feeling it might have been. I thought his name rung a bell. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So he's a scumbag, mate. So hopefully, yeah. uh, it, I mean, unless he does business to you, you're very welcome to say James calls you a scumbag. He won't have a clue who I am. But there Chances we go. are I won't speak to him. But he's, he, yeah. he, um, we had another lad on loan from Fleetwood, a lad called um, Will Russ. He's only 18 or 19. He's nowhere near 
where he needs to be for us. So I think mm. he'll be heading back to Fleetwood before, unless they're going to keep him till because his loan was until January. So unless they're going to utilise him in in different ways, I can see him going back to Fleetwood. Um, it's funny you say about loans because like we've had a we've had like we'll get onto Worthing a little bit, but we've had a few loanees come and go and. Some of them are really good deals, so it's silly to say no to them. But they really, you know, they're they're from clubs maybe one or two steps above us, you know, maybe national or uh, uh, mm. league two, um, and they're not really cutting. <clears throat> and it's quite no. weird. You think, wow, you're 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 you've shown talent that's thought mm. you could cut it at like league two level, but you're not showing mm. it in national south. You're not going to be very successful. Well, he's got another CV as long as your arm with for a twenty-three-year-old. It's not going to be a, another Cedric May and another JJ Hooper. Who, incidentally, um, Shields had to put a, a statement out last week to kind of quieten the fans down. Hooper hasn't played this season. He's he's on nine hundred quid a week and he hasn't lifted a finger. And at the Belper game, um, our our um, support in the main shed. Um, started shouting, get out of our club um, and sh- uh, call him a wanker. So um, it, it got, it was good. It's, it was turning a bit messy. Um, so the, the, they're trying to get him out of the club, but he's, you know, he's on £900 a week. His contract is up, is, is, on, is till the end of the season. And nobody out there has got the money to afford those wages. So at the moment, um, He's picking up a wage packet for doing literally nothing because I, I don't think he's even allowed in the dressing room now. So, um, Cooper, you know, Trev, you know, you know him from old, from Barnet. I just hope that this lad, Mongoy, isn't another one of those types who flatters to deceive. That's my worry. Yeah. I don't think he's featured for Wildstone this season at all. No. So I don't think he can cut it at that level. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised when they signed him actually from Bognor last year. To be fair, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I think where they were where they were trying, I can't remember who they lost last year. They lost Reese Brown this year. But I think they went for a spell of signing. They signed about three strikers to replace one. Mm. I think last yeah. year, if I remember rightly. And he was one. I can understand why Shields are looking to bring in forwards because we haven't scored enough goals. But mm. the lad that you know has come back from Ashton Darius, he looked sharp and. You know, he, he is, and we've got another striker injured at the moment, a homegrown lad, Sam Hodgson, but he's on the road to recovery. So, um, I just, at least it's only a month loan. It's not a long-term one. Because to me, loans, it should be someone coming in to make an immediate impact. That's what a loan should be. And, um, and better than what you've already got as well. Better than what you've got. And is he going to be better than what we've got? Probably not, if you look at his CV. Mm. Um, that, that, that's my concern. That we're going to get another one of those deals that we've we've, we've been on for the last eighteen. That's months. what you got to be careful for as well, aren't you? You know, because plus it's a long way for him. You know, for a mm. month he's tra- traveling. You know, he's going to he, he'll be staying in South Shields, I've no doubt, um, because the, the the club have uh, property. But um, it's quite a big jump for a twenty three year old non league footballer to go from wheeldston all the way to the northeast bit of a culture shock because it was absolutely bitter cold when he turned up for training this morning <laughs> i can imagine that mate um chris just talking about we mentioned it i'm um, whatsapped you about it like last week or something um i saw a bit of hoo-ha on the shields page about these bricks that they're selling for the stands mm. what the general consensus seems that like trev and i looked didn't we and i think we paid mm. 50 quid a brick for worthing yeah, when we did the like crowdfunder yeah. during the pandemic now, do you think Jeff's taking the Mickey a little bit with what he put on? Like, what was it originally? Yeah. Was it 129 at first, or 149 at first? No, it was 100. It was 100 quid. 
Um, they've been dropped to 60 quid, which should have been the original price anyway in this current I'll climate. take that with inflation. I, I bought mine for 50 quid two years ago, so I'll take yeah, that. So I mean, a brick's a brick. A brick's a brick. Someone's making a mint out a, of it, but, you know. It, it's a it's a plaque rather than a brick brick, but it's, you know, it's it's an ideal gift for a birthday or a Christmas, something extra. And 100 quid, you're not going to get a, you're not going to pay 100 quid for a stocking filler. So, um, again, it was, yeah, one of those things that, that they got wrong. Um, mm. have to take into account we are in a, a financial climate and um, people haven't got the disposable income that they may have had a few years ago so just that has to be taken into consideration so the price has been dropped to 60 quid and I think the demand has gone up so that's good anyway well rumour on the grapevine is it's, uh, it's Black Friday on Friday so you never know could it be dropped Ooh, yeah. even more <laughs> never, never 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 know As, have, um, they sold, have they sold many from what you've heard or what you know or do you not really genuinely don't know I don't know. Originally, the answer to that question is no. Have you bought do, one? No. Um, Will you, or you just? Is it principle that the fact that like he was trying to take the Mickey a little bit with the prices? No, no, nothing to do with principle. It's just it's, uh, doesn't float my boat. I mean, I've got you know my name is on the. I love Lisa. Uh, love Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I could say that to her face. Yeah. You know, and then you can have it. Then you can have it like in literally years and years to come. Yeah, but I've got <laughs> my, name, my names on the shareholders' wall. Yeah, I know, yeah. Shareholder, so so I, I might get there one. But they are ideal little extra gifts if you need something to get for Christmas or whatever. Uh, but at £100, that was too steep. 60 is more realistic. Um, so, yeah. That, did they, they, re, did they refund people that had already paid £100 or not? Or no one actually paid for it? Because that would be an interesting thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd imagine they'd refund them. I'd imagine they'd refund unless, well, they'd, they'd ask probably for, and if people wanted to take a refund, they'd take it. And if they didn't, weren't bothered, they wouldn't. Mm. It's a bit like when we we didn't want refunds for our season tickets during the COVID season, mm -hmm. you know. So, but um, starting to get one or two things right off the pitch. Um, uh, you know, um, my two lads were part of a 24-strong hospitality group um, at the Belper game uh, from the, with the basically the, the cricket club who they play for. They have a fines system. And at the end of the season, there was over a grand in the kitty. So they just put it all and went to Shields for a day's hospitality and they had a great day. So they're getting things right off the pitch. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because I'm not sure if we mentioned it in the last episode. And you know, Trev knows, he's probably bored if pete was on he'd be bored of my moaning about it but you know i've said worthy have got it wrong quite a lot with stuff and the stuff this season mm. and over the past couple of weeks i've actually started bringing in things like they put they did a band there i think it was last friday and season ticket holders and support association members got in for free and got a free drink otherwise it was fire a ticket no that was good they i think they had about 50 people good. in there you know it's starting to think oh, we're starting to plan some things with the support association some nights coming up um they're doing drinks promotions for the world cup it's uh you buy a ticket in advance for 10 quid and you get three drinks for that price mm -hmm. so 333 yeah. a pint it's not bad when you know mm -hmm. they're minimum mm -hmm. 470 so yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting but you know as i've said and we're not trying to take claim from the support association but we had the head of beverage food and beverage in and I don't think he realised how 
peed off a lot of the fans were. And, you know, you just need to start looking at social media. I think I've shown you, Trev, before, haven't I? Like some Facebook comments, like if you when they announced the match day offerings and they're people like, 8.50 for burger, you can't do that. And because the club makes so much money on fries, chips, that which is like their biggest earner, which is crazy, I guess it's because the margins are so big, mm-hmm. they won't give up the fries. So if you'll get, they won't sell burgers. The club don't sell the burgers, but you get a food van selling the burgers. But when you get a burger, you normally have chips, don't you? But if you want that, yeah. you have to then go to the chip stand to buy a chip. So you're queuing for a burger. And and I, we said that to him. I said, it's a bit ridiculous. He goes, yeah, but it's our literally our biggest earner. I said, well, why did you give burgers away? Surely, like, just keep burgers next to the chips and yeah. Irving do them. And, you know, I think it's a little bit of a mess. And people are starting to get peed off with that side of things. But, you know, with the alcohol side of things, they need people to come into the club. They need it. You know, we, you don't want us going down the social club and paying three quid a pint. But this is what people are doing. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, it's one of those things. But, you know, it's good to hear. That, um, Shields are getting it right off the pitch because it's the most important thing about non-league. Yeah, but Shields still got a lot of work to do. I mean, there's there's a bar 150 yards from the ground whose beer is a lot cheaper than the club, so there's a lot of supporters going there. He can get his beer cheaper because he gets, I think, he gets shorter dates on them. So, um, so there's a long way to go. But just today for the England game, um, I think it was. Two for one on your first, if you want, you know, your first drink. That's good. Got yeah. Two for the price of one, so that that, that was good. What's was the cheapest beer? Oh, John Smith's. I would have thought. How much? John oh, three. I'm gonna. I haven't drank John Smith's for a long time. I, I, I've gone off the John. What Smith's. do you normally drink? What was the lager? Like, what's cheapest lager sort of thing? Would you say? I what would do you normally drink? Foster's or Carling would be the cheapest. I'm gonna say I think it was maybe three ninety a pint. I, yeah. I'm not certain to be honest. I don't really. Yeah. I'm one of these fans that I go to the bar and order drinks, and yeah. and I just pay for them. I, yeah. Um, but and that's not being snobby or anything. It's just no, but it's not. But it, mate, it, when it, uh, it's again when it's like a lot cheaper than what we're used to paying. That's why we started getting up to. Yeah. But I'm sure. I'm sure if Shields put their price up to four fifty, four sixty, you'd be like, hang on a second. That's what well, sort of started. Yeah. As soon as anything changes, there's enough. There's enough. A groundswell of opinion to even at the merest yeah. change. There's always yeah. there's always vitriolic in it. Well, it's interesting because um the the food and beverage manager did say that that we're signed into a, a long term supply contract of a brewery or you know supply company that's maybe not the best for the business. Mm. So mm. he said he sort of alluded to the fact that if he uh, if he was here down to him, he'd be out of that contract and on something else. But that's a business thing to do. Um. Chris, it's good to hear Shields. Uh, hopefully, you're getting those points and get by the time we yes. talk, we could catch those games up in hand. Um, I've just seen something's come up on um, social media. I don't know if it's true. You never know. Social media It is from Paddy Powell's official account. So, you know what they're like on there. Um, apparently, it's just been announced that the Qatari authorities have announced the attendance for the USA versus Wales is 55,000 people. Apparently, the capacity of the stadium is 44,470. <laughs> Well, anyway, on to Barnet, Trevor. Uh, you nabbed one of my favourite players at Worthing, Marvin Armstrong. He sat on the bench for a while, keeping it warm. But he seems to be playing well and starting to become a fan favourite, from what uh, I understand. And you're a happy bunny because you're doing quite well at the moment. Yeah, not doing too bad, are we? Neither's Marvin, actually, to be fair. Uh, how many has he got now? A couple? Two, three? Two. Two, two, yeah. yeah and have you like... been impressed with what you've seen of him? Or do you, you said to me he's not he's not a 90 minutes, he's more of a 60 minutes or a sub come on sort of player, yeah? Same as he but he, he, he won't be ready to play 90 minutes probably till about March next year. But he was he was brought in for next season, realistically, and where we've had injuries and um players have not been able to 
bit, uh, bring anyone in. He's been thrown in a little bit, but he can manage. He can manage about sixty, and then his legs go. But then he does get through a lot of work anyway. But he's also good as an impact player as well off the bench with twenty or thirty minutes to go because he's got those mm. legs and everything to get around the pitch. So yeah, he's doing fine. So what's 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 happened? Like what's changed? Why are you all sudden on this good run? Because you know we've heard from you so many times. It seems to be so inconsistent. What what's what's changed? What's what's got you on this run? Do you think? Because we're good and everyone else is shit now. <laughs> no, I d- I don't know. Just just suddenly we've gone on a run. Everything settled itself down. We've only got fifteen fit outfield players to choose from, so we haven't got a lot of scope to change things around. So we have just a consistency of picking the same nine or ten players and then just swapping one or two around like it's it's Marvin or uh, Kean Flanagan, Sean Shields or Rob Hall, that that's what's breeding the consistency, I don't know. Is it because the players are trying to run away of, and cause distraction to that awful food offering that's been on offer at uh, <laughs> Barnet, you said last time? No, food's fine now. Oh, is it? So yeah, what? So yeah, Tony, yeah. Tony well, took note. I say, what, what's, I say happened? what's happened? What, what's happened? Tony fired the caterers when uh, the pictures got put in front of him during their weekly meeting. So the uh, caterers. Are you telling me he didn't know about that? Come on. Do you know what? It's extremely, um, what's the word? Interesting, I suppose. Me and one of my mates, Nick, had a chat with him for 10 minutes after, which game was it? Um, Maidenhead, I think it was. We're going back quite a few weeks. Um, and I don't know. Pierce is a little level below him that try and keep stuff away from him, but they don't deal with it. They just let it fester, and that's what happens when it ends up on social media. So I don't have a problem with people keeping things from him so he doesn't see it, but deal with the problem and don't yeah. let it fester and carry on because that's what happens. You know, yeah, that's what you end up with across social media. But yeah, we have got we have got people doing burgers and pies and chips, I think, although there was there's still a few there's still plenty of issues. There always is off off the pitch. Um yeah. most of it's a lot better than it was earlier in the season. But we either seem to be good on the pitch and not off, and not and not so good on off the pitch, and then vice versa. But I don't know. Maybe slowly, it's just all coming together. Yeah, no, it's it's good to see because obviously you know you've been it. Do you think you could? Do you, what do you think is realistically going to happen? Do you think you'll just hit the playoffs this year? Do you think it'll be a playoff finish? Your guess is good as mine. One defeat in ten at the moment. It, well, we know we've form. seen it so many times. You've literally like, yeah, it's playoff form. But has it come too early? Has it come too early? You, do you need it now, or do you want to get now? Have a little blip, a little bit, and then sort of finish on the season on a high because that's you know that's when the momentum runs normally, doesn't it? No, because we had such a horrendous end of September going into October, and then all of a sudden we've we've plonked, um, like I say, one defeat in ten, four four clean sheets in a row, four away wins in a row, three of those with clean sheets. Second round of the FA Cup this coming weekend away at Accrington, who aren't in the greatest of form in League One as well. You know, you go up there with every hope, you know, that you've got a good chance of getting through or bringing them back to the high for a replay a week Tuesday afterwards. But, um, you know, if you, if you look across the National League, though, it's, it's unforgiving. It's the results even at the weekend, you know, South End, 12, 12 or something unbeaten, go up to Gateshead and lose 3-1. And I did point out to someone that, you know, we we picked. We only got a point there after being two 0 up. Borenwood only got a point there. Notts County only got a point there. Um, someone else in the top lot only got a point there as well. So it's not the easiest ground to go to, despite the fact. No, but despite the fact that's only their third, their third home win yeah. of the season. But it's you know, results of Torquay thumping Aldershot six one mm. the other week from the bottom of the league. It, you know, if you get on a good run, 
you know, enjoy it while it happens because there's another dodgy result waiting around the corner for you. Well, look at you sitting pretty and sick right now. Three points clear of seventh. Carry on that run. It's doing well. One surprise for me is Woking. You know, they're one of those teams that one season they do really well, one season mm-hmm. they do really quite poorly, but they seem to be doing well at the moment. What What are your views on it? Well, one of my mates before the season started, I'm not going to name him either. His dark horses this year were Woking and Barnet, literally just because of the players they'd signed. And obviously we'd, we'd signed a, a lot better squad than what we got. And um, after we picked up Ben Winter was when he phoned me and went, you two are the dark horses this year. And uh, Woking have got a bit of money this year. They've got a good manager in, in Darren Saal. And, um, you know, he, he there's not much he could do when he was down at Yeovil. You know, now he's got a chance to actually show what he can do. But when you attract, you know, Padraig Amund from um, Grimsby drops down. Rhys Gregor Cox signs, who's on loan at Barnet last year, signs for them from Crawley Town as well. You know, they've got some cash to be able to pay those people, but they're good players as well. So mm. I'm, I'm not surprised to see them up there because of the quality of what they've got within their squad mm. this year is a lot better than last year. And you look at the likes of Southend, you know, have put their team together over the last 18 months, tweaked it, fine-tuned it. No surprise to see, you know, where they are as well with it. So, but, you know, there's four or five clubs just sitting outside that little group as well that you lose a couple of games and, bad, you know, right on your tails again. So you can't let up your form, whoever, you know, whichever, whichever one of the six, seven sides you are up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trev, is, is, the, is there a noticeable difference this year in um, in team spirit on the field and in the dressing room? God, yes. Yeah. yeah. Because um, go on. Um, that, that, to me, it, 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 in non-league, and then you talk about it in the professional, you know, in the, in the, in the you know, but um, I've seen a massive difference this year with South Shields, particularly defensively, you know, the, the, yeah, we, we, we can mourn all we like about missed chances, but defensively we've been absolutely superb. Um and with Barnett having such an improvement, I was wondering whether that had something to do with it. Yeah, heck of a lot. When um, me and my teammates that sponsor Harry Pritchard, we went up to um, the Hive for a day a couple of weeks ago to watch training and a few bits afterwards as well. And we spoke with um, James Callan, who's one of the young goalkeepers who couldn't train because he's got, he was um, out with concussion and that. And we were talking to him about, you know, what it was like compared to last year. He said, absolute breath of fresh air. And when we were at Chelmsford last Monday for the FA Cup replay, uh, Michael Phillips and Jordan Thomas, who are both injured at the moment, but should be back in the next week or two, both come and stood with us uh, during the game. And Jordan yeah. was there last year as well, played a lot of games as well, at right back. And he's come out of, I can't remember which academy he's come out of, I want to say Palace. Um, you know, and we said to him about, like, you know, difference in team spirit. And he, you know, again, exactly just echoed what James Callan said to us a couple of weeks earlier. He's so much different there, you know, yeah. tight knit. There's, there's one or two that don't mix. Um, from last well, year, football. yeah. Um, but the rest of them, literally, absolute great, great bunch of great bunch of lads. They are. I mean, Dean, Dean, you know, Dean's preaching words is togetherness, and that's not just the players, managers, and staff. It's the whole club from the top mm-hmm. right the way down to the supporters, and they've got bundles of that. Um, you know, player wise, and that, and like I say, he's he's desperate to bring players in because we've got so few fit outfield players, but they're literally, you know, running through. Brick walls, not just for him, but for us as well. And something that's an absolutely massive difference compared to what we've had for the last, you know, two years. Yeah, good. Good to hear. No, it is good to hear. Let's fingers crossed, Barnet, carry on. Um, Pete's normally here to talk about worm with me, so I guess I have to do it myself today and kind of try and blag it because I haven't really you, been to... You, you well, there hasn't yourself. been any matches. There hasn't been any matches because... Um, 
we recorded a week on two weeks on Monday ago, um, or two weeks today ago. What three weeks? Oh, whatever, two, whatever. Two, two weeks, weeks ago. yeah. Two I, weeks ago. Whatever. I'm tired. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> on the Tuesday, obviously, podcast comes out on a Friday just for for your weekend listening. That we played uh, Oxford City in the cup, and as Trevor said so many times, the games are so scrappy at this level. You know that that anyone can beat anyone. How we came away with a one nil victory, which we needed our early second win at home on a Tuesday night. We haven't won on a Saturday at home in the league yet, which is a uh, quite um weird like for someone that was fortress worthing last season mm. we we scrapped past oxford city they hit the woodwork four times four wow. times and um i just don't know how they didn't take i would have been gutted to be a oxford fan that night because but it's one of those games we'll get them we'll get some we'll get none you know it, it you know as as the gaffer adam hinchwood said he said yeah but thinking about times that we've been on that end of the stick where we yeah, yeah. where we 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 you know, we, we, we should have won, but we didn't, you know, and that's the king. That's that's it at National League level. And then unfortunately, the following Saturday, we were looking forward to a trip to Bath. Uh, as we know, um, very, very tragic, which luckily has taken a turn for the good. Um, a tragic accident at um, at their ground, home ground, Alex Fletcher, where the game got postponed, where he went headfirst mm. into some advertising hoardings, which were backed onto concrete. So he went headfirst into solid concrete, was in a... Neonate, not neonate, that's childlike. Um, what's the brain? Um, neurosurgical, neurosurgery, yeah, neuro, neuro. Yeah. and uh, he was um, neonatal. Where the hell am I coming from with that? But uh, he, we know your uh, time, we'll put it down yeah, to that, yeah, yeah, we'll put it down to that, we'll put it down to Get that, mate. Bad. Um, apparently, called I spoke to the worthy manager and he said he's been in touch with like obviously Bath were in touch saying look the players on mindset of course right decision to postpone it we you know you couldn't play you know imagine if one of your teammates was in intensive care um it was very touch and go he nearly very close to dying which would have mm. been an absolute tragic thing and luckily someone's looking down at him or whatever you believe because he's pulled out and they've put a statement out today haven't they saying yes. he's out out of intensive care but he's still in hospital whether he'll play football again we never know but it just goes to show that you know it's really brought us into sort of we a lot of us were fans of saying you go to some of these grounds and like our grounds metal like barriers mm-hmm. around the side like shields even hitting metal I mean there has to be a distance between the thing but yeah. you see it like professional level football even the new LED boards they break away they're designed to break away if someone like slides into them as the old ones yeah. were Non-league have never really... I mean, sure, there have been accidents in the past over the years. I don't know if, Trev, you remember anything. Chris, you remember anything. But it does put you to thought, Christ, like, you know, this guy was just playing for his non-league side and nearly loses his life for something that really shouldn't have been there. And from what we've heard on the grapevine is Bath City uh, is actually one of the guys um, who... Because the problem is, is a lot of Worthing fans had um, an inadvertent weekend away in Bath because they'd already booked trains and hotels that were non-refundable. So one guy was talking to the, one of the hotel owners. It was just a local B&B. And they said, apparently that ground's been due for redevelopment for years. And you know it's mm. been ear- earmarked by developers. So they've never put any money into developing it. And they said it's, it's starting to become a danger. And this sums it up why what do we think surely something's got to be done because this can't happen again yeah. it's risk yeah. doing it again so South Shields changed their barriers well this was an old style you know what you would class a, 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 a recreational barrier and then now they've put the metal in with the mesh um, and so the advertising boards are just tied onto the mesh and the, 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 the there is movement in it so that it, it does absorb impact Um the con- that there are a lot of clubs in 
in non-league with those old concrete or bl breeze block barriers, something's going to have to be done very, very quickly. I think grounds are going to have to be regraded because if you look in, in other sports, well, the most one, one that sticks in my mind is cricket. Advertising boards have to be a certain distance away from the boundary for players when they're sliding. Um, it's probably now going to have to be something brought in in football where you've got yeah. a minimum. So you've got to think Bath are going to have to maybe think about even demolishing that themselves because that's just going to look at bad memories, you know. And you know, well, like what you have to do is um, change the pitch dimensions uh, yeah. a yard and a half, at each, you know, so bring it in a yard and a half each side and you know, or whatever to meet a minimum. There's mm. got to, have to be a minimum standard, got yeah. to be. But it's good to see that he's on the mend. And we wish yeah, him, we it, wish it, him all the best from us. It was his statement, you know, his, it was his own statement. And he mentioned that he's got a long way to go, but who knows? You never know. He might get back onto a football field. Who knows? But the fact that he's out of intensive care is just fabulous news. Best news you can do. Best news you can do. Um, so it's weird because it's been quite quiet. Then our game against Lewis was postponed in the Sussex Cup because the Sussex FA, Trevor will know about this, um, decided to accept the fact they didn't have enough players, despite the fact they probably could have put their youth set up. Now, Trevor, it didn't sit right with Foss Worthing fans because then they played again on Saturday against Bogner in the trophy and lost, thankfully. But I don't think that's right. Why, why should a game be suspended because they've got a few injuries when they did have other players that they could have played? Do you know what I mean? Like It just doesn't seem right to me. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, a lot of the county league side said if that had been one of us, we'd have had it taken away from us the tie and awarded as a as a walkover and um you know I, no club no club's got massive great squads at, uh, at any level but i don't know it could have been dealt with slightly better and gone look we, we we're going to struggle to play this week any chance we can fit it in next week or something like that you know we've got a i mean as it was you've got tunbridge angels tomorrow night in the national league south yeah. so possibly not and i know it's a tight, it's a tight window. They had to get the games scheduled in, but um, yeah, I, I, it's it, 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 you know when you look at it from a county league club point of view as well, they look at it and go, you know, just bending over for the big boys. You know, um, I saw the count uh, the county FA do it enough times for Brighton over the last two or three years. Um, you know, just literally because they use the Amex, you know, they feel they've got to bend over backwards for Brighton mm. and Albion, and mm. um, I think I had. I think I did an article for someone a few weeks ago as well, where you know I was looking. You you, you sort of look around the county um, county cup competitions now, and 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 the final's not played at the best ground in 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 the county, especially if that's a football league ground these days. It's played at probably the best nearest national league or even national league south or lower than that. Really, it's really fallen down the pecking order, um, and you know something like that. You don't feel the county FA's helping themselves, let alone the clubs and the rest of the clubs they've got involved in it. Yeah. Well, uh, my answer, so my answer is, so tomorrow night, South Shields are playing Bamber Bridge in the Northern Premier League, but also on the same night, um, the Durham County Cup game has been rearranged and yeah, our, youth that, yeah. are, our youth team are playing in it. So, oh, really? Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, just to get the game played. But did you also see Lewis's youth manager also resigned couple of days later now I don't know obviously Ooh. nothing's come out but could it be the fact he was mega peed off that the fact that he couldn't have the opportunity to play some of the youth against you know Worthing wouldn't have put a national south squad out it would have been a 
mixture of some first team mm-hmm. players and some backup players and maybe some youth guys from the under you know the, the under 18s and stuff to try to get a bit of experience do you think that's got any coincidence Trev I'm not sure because if it's if it's Dale Hurley I think he's joint manager at Lansing with Alex Walsh so whether the two jobs are uh, causing a bit of friction because he's been under 18s manager at Lewisdale for a long while mm. um, and they've had a really successful under 18 set up bar Worthing probably in that yeah. part of the county I'm not quite sure but going back to your point Chris I, I did see that you've got two games going Ooh. on on the same night funny enough we should have played Southall away last Tuesday in the Middlesex County Cup obviously we had the cup replay against Chelmsford the night before having played older yeah. on the Saturday as well now, it got postponed and we're playing it tomorrow night. Um, literally because, A, we don't have a youth team. There's an under-19s loosely attached to the club that I think play under our name, but we don't really have anything to do with them. Um, but I think if we'd have had to have played that last Tuesday, the fact we've only got, as, whatever it is, 15 fit players, and it is literally, <laughs> I, think the, I think the five or six on the bench would have been able to turn out. And then I think, you know, Dean... Dean Brennan, John Dreyer and Kurt Raymond would have had to have turned out as well just to make the numbers up. But even playing mm-hmm. it tomorrow night, um, I think it's the first, this is the first midweek, the first, the actual full first team haven't had a um, a, a full a full cup or league, you know, midweek as well. So mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say, we're, I don't think we're going to put a strong team out tomorrow night as it is anyway, even though we're defending the competition, but... You know, bearing in mind where we are this year compared to where we were last year, it's a little bit of a um, little bit of a lower yeah. priority. This Absolutely, year that, around, and that's but... why that's why the game's being played tomorrow night. You know, mm. it's not a high priority. It's, it it is a competition that we're in to give youngsters an opportunity. So we're sending the more or less the youth team, which is yeah. absolutely great. Brilliant. That no, we did. Um, that no, we did. Uh, I I just keep on hoping. I'd love to play Trevor's. Barnet this season in the trophy, so fingers crossed that happens in the draw tomorrow. Not the way we're um, playing. Not the way we're playing at the moment. You wanna? no, no, because then we can because <laughs> then Marvin will score us. But you know, I I look at it and think, um, we 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 all these postponements. We must have had extra training sessions because the team came out and convincingly beat uh, our PMLP favourite Bobby Wilkinson's uh, Weymouth four two in the FA Trophy, taking us into the round two. Is it or round three? Round three. Round three, round three. the, the yeah. furthest we've ever been. We wanted a cup run. Way too early to even talk about it yet, but it's great to see us in another thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really hoping for a good tie tomorrow. But on there back some on big shots league, as well at the weekend. Yeah, yeah any that stuck ones. out for you, Trev? Uh, tons of them, yeah. I stuck it on my Twitter yesterday. So follow um, Trev's Twitter, Trev K37. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let me think. Yeah, Uxbridge knocked out Dover on penalties. Bracknell won at Tunbridge Angels. Swindon Supermarine hammered Dartford 4-0. Uh, Harrow Borough won away from home, I think it was, against someone of higher opposition. I think there's one more, but I can't remember who it was. Um, but yeah, there was quite a few that I looked at and thought, oh, hello. I didn't expect, especially Dartford going down to um, Swindon Supermarine, who, who are one, one step below them. I said, I can't see that. That England fan. Uh, <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, the game. But yeah, no, there was a few results that I thought, you know, a few clubs that probably they're performing quite well in their leagues at the moment and didn't make it through yesterday. So it's um Oh Haybridge it, Swifts, that was it. Sorry, they beat Hereford 3 0. 
it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting because you know I always loved it, but the thing is I'm so used to Worthing getting disappointing cup draws, so it'd probably be a boring league fixture that we probably end up it's being. Borough but... you get against Oh yeah, we'll get East <laughs> Borough. We can we could give give Danny a bit of a re rematch, a bit of a Hinch would love to beat him. I know he would. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, it's been it's been interesting. You know, we we're sitting seventh in the league. You know, the the game that was postponed against Bath, we had so many um fixtures around us. Everyone around us lost. So he stayed in the playoff positions and long way away, as we all know, but it's just good to see the club doing well. And, you know, as I've said, like, you know, it has been frustrating at times. So I was trying to say, like, Trev, when you went on last week, because Pete, obviously, Mr. Worthing, he, you know, you can't really sort of, not belittle, but, you know, talk down Worthing. But I was trying to say, you know, the thing is, I, I would take this. I would take, completely take this over anything, but you still can't help get frustrated at times when, you know, you're missing key chances, you know, times to actually, it's like any team, it doesn't matter what league, it could have been the ESPN last year, you know, or whenever, the county league years ago, you know, you, you can't sit there and go, oh yeah, but we, we deserve, we, we, we're punching above our weight. Yeah, but we're still giving opportunities away that we should be winning these games. Mm. And that's the thing that frustrates me. And I think that's what frustrates some of the fans. You see this week, Chris, up North York, Um, I don't think we mentioned it on air yet, but um, John Lasky has been sacked. They got promoted mm. into the National North Island playoffs last year. Um, they they were twelve. They're twelfth at the moment, six points of the playoffs, and they he's been sacked. And the fans are fuming. Yeah, um, rightly so. Absolutely ludicrous decision. It's it, yeah. it's dreadful. And it seems to be because possibly there there's been a bit of a clash of personality with a new chairman coming in or something like mm. that. But you know the fans are fuming. It'd be the same, I think, if anything like that happened with us at, at Adam at, um, at Worthing. You know, he's he's obviously very well respected, but. Um, the thing that stuck out for me a reading in the non-league paper uh, yesterday over the weekend was that um, when the meeting had happened, he was asked to stand by the printer to wait for his sacking let. Play them in, um, generally play them in friendlies pre-season because it's a good friendly. It's a, it's a good test for both sides. Um, and yeah, there weren't that, you know, it's a pre-season friendly, of course. It's difficult to gauge, but um, the, you York City have always been a good, been a good football club for, for a lot, a long and rich history. Yes, albeit in the lower echelons of the football league, but um, you, you think we've got a new ground, promotion, playoff. So you know to win, to get through via the playoffs. Clearly, you haven't been the best team in the league. So already, you, you're not quite there, ready fully for the league above. You've got a bit of work to do. To, you know, if you are a playoff winner. Um, you, you haven't won your league, so there's better teams than you. So you've got a bit of work to do. And it looks like you, the work's being done. Six points off the playoffs. Um, I tell you, um, that, that that's a real concern. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last year, you could say South Shields sacked Graham Fenton when, when they were top or second in the league. Mm. Um, but there was more to it than that. Mm. Uh, and but this one, this one, it just appears that just just off the playoffs isn't good enough, and that's a concern. That really yeah, is. That is that isn't you know you know I'm sure you don't want to wish ill on York fans, but you wouldn't mind like seeing them go down a bit because they're like you know, stupid chairman. Well, you know, always like two fingers it, up like that. It's not that long since they they made that drop down. They go you know York City, you know not that long ago were in league in League One. You know, and then to go all the way down to National League North, they've gone down a long way, and they're just you know 
It's as if like the the chairman's expecting to get you know multiple promotions. It's oh. not going to happen. Talk about management departures um, down here in the National South Slough Towns. Neil Baker and John Underwood have resigned. Um, even reading the article that they were, um, even at the last minute before they did the meeting, they were saying, is this the right thing to do? But as I, we we went, we, we're slowing our league. We played them at home. We've also played them away in the FA Cup. We beat them, you know, and uh, talking to a couple of fans afterwards, I, I didn't realise the sort of financial constraints they have there. The ground is completely owned by the council. So they barely earn any money from it to support a playing budget. The playing budget then is there sort of, you know, stagnant. There's no room for movement. And it seems to be from reading the article, it feels like they've maybe got to a level. They don't think they can take them any higher with the current, regime the current standards and it's sad when you do that because honestly Slough was such a they're a nice welcoming club they're really nice fans and they were saying you know they don't really know where the management's going years ago they were selling the ground out quite a lot a lot of fans there and so people just slowly but surely just been going away in their drabs and you know it's not coming back and it's sad to hear like that because as we know money from extracurricular activities um, apart from football at these grounds is, is is a key thing. But if your ground's owned by the council and you don't earn any money from anything that goes on on that, it must be hard to sustain. And from a manager's point of view, how are you ever going to build on that? You're not. You're just not. It's not going to happen, is it? No. And Trev, do you, um, do, you, do you have much knowledge about Slough's situation from the years and stuff? I mean, I know they've sort of been under the sort of Barnet level, but any sort of contacts you've ever had with them and stuff? No, nothing whatsoever. But um, I mean, um, Neil Bacon, John Underwood done a fantastic, really fantastic job there. Yeah. And I think maybe sometimes you you do do, do just get to that point that, um, you know, if there if there are that many financial constraints, you just aren't going to get the club any further. Even if you get into the playoffs and you go up again, then you'd have a really hard struggle just trying to compete in the in the national league because you just haven't got that extra budgetary stuff coming in from anywhere. Like you say, you know, extra extracurricular activities across all, all clubs, you know, especially, especially the last year or two, clubs have really needed to make some money and they're up against tough mm. rising costs like everybody else as well. If you can't yeah. add anything to that, you know, it's um it's really difficult to move on and, and push push forward. And especially when you've got yeah. probably clubs coming into that league like Worthing coming in and jumping up to seventh and getting a thousand people through the gate. You know, you get other clubs you know, coming in with, you know, attracting a better support as well. And you think, wow, you know, where are we going to go with this? Can you know, yeah. can we go anywhere? That's the thing they were saying. Like, they, it's funny, a few of the not away clubs we've been to this season in the National South, they seem to think we're minted. And we, as you know, Trevor, we're <laughs> not. But I think what the difference is, is we're getting crowds of 15, one, between 1,000, 2,000 each week. I mean, we had our lowest one on that Tuesday night against Oxford, about 600. But that was when the storms were literally like battering the South mm. Coast. And I'm not surprised. I mean, there was a video I put on our social media. If you if you want to see it, it's Rebel Yell WFC on Twitter. Uh, of just like it looked like the heavens had opened something ridiculous i'm not surprised people didn't turn up but that's why people seem to get the wrong idea we're not minted we, we really aren't you know we probably got a mid to lower range budget but you know what we do get is from the amount of people that are on the ground and that's what attracts players to the club when you see if you're a player and you could go to say slough that are getting 200 fans every week or you could go a little bit further down south and go to Worthing, they're getting a thousand five hundred what are you going to choose for the same money? You know, you're going to get the better experience and facilities at Worthing. You know, that that's what I think why people get confused and think wrongly accuse us of being rich. And then people probably will level the same thing at, at South Shields, Chris, as well, that, 
you know, because yeah. you get in 2,000 through the gate every week It's and you're full-time and you've built a lovely new stand and everything. You've had an FA Cup run. You've got to be full of money, but it isn't always that It isn't no. always that simple. And, you know... It's um, not. You're right, Trevor. I mean, we've got JJ Hooper on the payroll. You know, that's £900 a week for someone who's not actually doing anything. He trains with the youth team when he trains. He's not going to get selected. That could be money that either could go back into the club or could be used for someone better or who's going to actually give a shit. Um, and so it's not a bottomless pit. You know, we think got Jeff Thompson, you know, millionaire owner. He's already ploughed millions in. He doesn't want to keep ploughing millions in. He doesn't want to, you know, he wants the club to be self-sufficient. And so you have to cut your cloth accordingly. It's a, South Shields do have a very, very healthy budget, but it's not what pe what people might think. It's not endless. It's not a bottomless pit. Well, Chris, you yeah. say that. You say that, and uh, it's quite interesting. I'm, I'm not sure if you've either of you guys watched the Welcome to Wrexham documentary yet, but there was one point where Rob and um, Ryan were in talking to their financial. They said, basically, where you are now, you're going to lose a million pounds a year. Mm. You get promoted to League Two, and you'll make a million pounds a year. It's the differences in league. Mm. So, you know, that's what these investors want. Yeah, they don't necessarily want to make a fortune, but they don't want to be losing money. But they're basically saying you keep you stay in national league mm -hmm. and with the way it is at the moment. You're going to be losing a million pounds a year because of like the quality is getting better and better, and you know you're getting more and more budget and players, and you know that's the thing. But you know this mm -hmm. is uh this is the lovely world of non-league and money and the way life is at the moment. And um, the other problem that I have, and is you know this, is agents. You know, there's agents. Looking after players at step eight, yeah. I, I, it's really. Well, Trev, you know, we know we know what um we know what Mark White had to say about agents in our preseason special, our summer specials, and uh, he told a few to go for for multiply. I think because yeah, you know, Tony, just, Tony doesn't like, like agents as well. We miss out on a lot of players because he either won't deal with them, um, and there are some agents out there I know from from speaking to some of the managers I know that are just assholes to deal with, and they're only interested in getting you know, a few extra quid, mm. you know, for their for their players so they can get um, you know, a little bit of a um extra extra payday. I was mm -hmm. I was thinking the other day, actually, um Adam Marriott left us in the summer to go to sign for Bromley and they want they wanted to pay more money than us. And currently he's got less goals this season than our top goal scorer's got and Bromley is sitting underneath us, I think, by about four points. Yeah. So I'm thinking if that if that transpires to that by the end of the season, you just think, you know, did you make the right decision? Should you have just stayed with us for a couple of hundred quid a week less? But if you'd have scored as many goals as what you did last year, this coming year, you'd have made up that money, you know, with your bonuses. So yeah. you know, it's, just been, it's not always green on the other side. Yeah. Right. Now, Trev, just before we start wrapping up, I know you were quite impressed by an article that Gaz shared um, from Worthing United mm. on Saturday. He, he, he decided to go to the cheaper Worthing side, not, not not the decent Worthing side, the cheaper Worthing side, but saying that... Everyone's on a budget, article, mate. Everyone's what, on a what, budget. What the, what the article said was very... Mm. So, so just summarise it for us. Yeah, basically, um, someone... I, I, I think it was somebody who, who goes to watch, but went to watch Brighton and Chelsea at the Amex and put together the same sort of cost of everything together and it come out at £79.70 at Brighton. And then, so what was that? Was that, that was a ticket, a that parking... That was a ticket, parking programme, a £10 cheeseburger. £10 cheese... I love a cheeseburger, what? but my God, I could get 
you know, I, I went to Chelmsford last week, banging burger, absolutely superb. And I don't think it cost more than a fiver. Um, you know, £10 and £2, £2.20 for a tea, £79.70, one, one afternoon of football. So compare that with football at Lions Way at Worthing United. £6 to get in, £3 concessions, parking's free, programmes free, cheeseburgers £3.50, and their burgers are actually quite decent. Cup of tea, £1, total cost £10.50. That's the difference. It's, um, you know... Say, say the Brighton's cost again. 54 quid for a match ticket as well. £10 for parking. £79.70 in total. £79.70. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely nearly seven, seventy. That's just under 70% more. Yeah, but £10 for a burger. I mean, why would I wouldn't even entertain pay. If I, I saw that, if that. I went, no. I went to I'd, a go un- I I'd go hungry, mate. Yeah, that. same here. Same here. Or I'd have a Macca's on the way home. And get more yeah. than just a cheeseburger for that money. That's crazy. You, you could get, you could get what? You could get ten ninety nine p hamburgers for that. <laughs> so there yeah. you go. So I mean, it just shows. You know, it just shows that this is this is why people are starting to sway towards the non league. And with the World Cup going on at the moment, we've got to look at the fact that this is a time to support non league. And for anyone that might be discovering us for the first time, why not pop down see a non league game? Support your local club. Um, as as you said, Chris, you want you wanted to mention sort of uh, attendance levels. Now, this is the work that the the World Cup only started yesterday. So, and yeah, it's been yeah. that was this is the first weekend that there is. So, it will we'll probably be able to sort of gauge a little bit more by our next recording in a couple of weeks. But yeah, um, I know quite a few clubs are Trevor. You favorited it, and I think retweeted it on our socials. There is a there is a, I think it was a, one of the non league like reporters or it was a non-league paper started a thread by saying give us your non-league, yeah, non-league paper World Cup yeah. offers yeah and there's so many like you know whilst Worthing it doesn't surprise me they haven't done any promotions which yeah, again disappoint but they've done the World Cup beer promotion stuff like that but they I've said like you know we come down if you're Brighton so seen to colder Mark White at Dorkin has put something if you're a season ticket holder at any Premier League club I think it's a tenner yeah. Or something like that to yeah, get 10 in. 10 or 12 quid, yeah. Compared, compared to what I think 15, 16 quid, what it normally is. Look, if you're discovering it and you're a Premier League football fan or you, you're supporting and you've got nothing to do with the World Cup, England aren't playing, go support. Go support mm. a non league club. Go and get, find us us three here, right, in this room right now. We, we all have our full time professional clubs that we support. But come on, like, you know, we, we've all fallen in love with non-league for that reason. And we're here now doing this because I love a non-league. And we all got sort of swayed into it at one stage in our lives and started like getting the bug for it. Now get other people involved. Imagine, you know, how much better non-league can be with the more supportive people. You know, this Ooh. is the perfect time. I mean, I, I'm disappointed it hasn't, you know, like they do non-league day. I think it would be good if they'd Ooh. done like a like non-league month, like a proper you know, mm-hmm. advertised promotion. Like it would have been good if the leagues had got behind it. I know there's been promotions, but I'm a little bit disappointed in that half. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but there hasn't been a real plug promotion. Yeah, like you're disappointed, but from a, a South Shields perspective, you know, South Shields are trying to make themselves like the place to be for the World Cup. You know, like I say, two for one today for the first drinks. That's going to, I think that'll be the case for the, for all the hope, for all the England games. Mm-hmm. The next one's Friday night. So the, they are trying. You know, they've just done the Tapas night last night. Uh, it's called um, Saima Saima Tapas. So this um, is Chris Unasavesa, por favor, man. I'll stop doing accents. <laughs> yeah, it's already good. Please, please refrain. Um, and, and it looked busy. 
it looked busy. Sunday lunch was a back. Was that done by a local restaurant or a local firm, or today's in house? Yeah, I mean, there's a new director at the club, um, Carl Mowat, who has been a general manager of uh, several establishments over the years. So he's got good background in the catering and hospitality sector. So um, to try and build a venue, you know, particularly in the new stand in the new bar. So, uh, but it is, yeah, it, it's disappointing that there isn't like a, you know, this this Saturday, for instance, you know, it's, you know, the World Cup's underway, really could have made a, something more of it. South Shields are away to Warrington, but it, it, yeah, it's a bit sad, actually. Quite yeah. sad. But I mean, if you listen to this, this comes out Friday afternoon. If you listen to it, your friend might be like a Brighton season ticket holder, a Sunderland, a Newcastle season ticket holder, anywhere mm. around the country, and they're not going to football this weekend because England are playing on the Friday. Um, say to them, look, mate, I'm going off to see South Shields tomorrow. I'm going to see Worthing tomorrow. I'm going to see Barnet tomorrow. Mm. Um, come along. Let's go. It's cheap. Let's go and see. You might find a love for football completely different. You're completely neutral. Obviously, you'd want, you want your mate to support the side you're supporting, but, you know, come and see why people love non-league. Just pass it on. You know, one if you tell it's like what I always say in this pod at the end, like if you tell one person that like, we've got a few like loyal listeners now and we love you guys. So thank you for always like the retweets that like love you give us on social media. And I'm sure you guys tell but if you tell one or two people about this podcast, then the word spreads. It's the same about non league. Tell one or two people, come along to the game tonight. Um We've seen it over the years at Worthing get bigger and bigger. You've seen it at Shields get bigger and bigger. Barnet obviously a bigger club, but you know, you see it down here, Trev, like look at Little Hampton. Uh, how like, their success and you know the fans are doing well in the um Isthmian South right now. So just pass it on. Like let's try and get let's try and make the most of this time. Get some money into the club so we can like you know, sustain this and enjoy football again. And enough of this Qatari crap that's like just literally <laughs> like taking the love out of football. And you know yeah, we'll sit there and watch England play and support support the national team but it don't feel the same I'd rather be down if yeah, I think it was a choice if there was an England game on or the Worthing game on I could go to both I'd be at the Worthing game I really would I genuinely no, would no question yeah. I'll be at a game five nights a week regardless of what's going on because I haven't got the slightest bit of interest in this World Cup whatsoever I couldn't even be bothered to watch an England game it's got nothing it does nothing for me this Winter World Cup absolutely nothing I couldn't give a monkeys if we went on and won it I'd just go yeah and yeah still, and, and how sad on. is that yeah, you know, when we were kids, yeah. England win the World Cup. Yeah, it'd be like you know. But you, 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 you like know, the sad there. thing is as well, Chris and uh, Trev, is that the, the the path we would take to get to the final win would be a massively well deserved path to be champions because mm-hmm. the teams we could play. I think Germany's been shouted. I think you know France has been shouted. If we get to the final win, we would deserve to be winners. It's not like an easy path. So that's the thing that makes it even sadder. And you know, mm. you're not you're not the only one. Um, I mean, to even like Budweiser, I I shared it tonight that um set they've got 70 million euros worth of stock that was due to be delivered for Qatar and they're going to give it to the winning nation brilliant but they're actually considering suing FIFA now because yeah. they've broken yeah. contract and I don't blame them yeah. you can't yeah and I, I hope the court look and there's no way it couldn't stand up in court you've given them sponsorship rights to sell beer and be the official beer partner of the of the World Cup in Qatar and because of some stupid bureaucracy well I'm not saying like don't get me wrong sorry I'm not I'm not saying like you know this is cultures this is it but the, the, if a culture that can't accept football can't accept gay people can't accept you know any sort of gender or love that like that thing you know and people getting arrested for that then I don't think a World Cup should be fixed hosted there non, non full stop that's why I, got I mean that's part of the reason I've got no interest in it as well and let's the fact move to... on yeah. let's 
We're giving yeah, airtime. Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway, so let's let's wrap it up. I'd just like to give a shout out for Notts County breaking a national league crowd record, 16,511 at a weekend, which is ridiculous. That's more than you get in some championship stadiums. Well done, Notts County. Fair play Incredible. to you guys. And, um, you know, it's embarrassing to say they get more than Cholton in League One. But, you know, that's just ownership and we all got better owners. Um, one more thing I think we just got to mention. Uh, we, as you know, at the beginning of the season, we uh, sponsored Horsham, uh, a player at Horsham, Archie Burnett, who sadly moved on. Uh, he obviously didn't fit in with uh, Dom DePaola's management plans and tactics of the team. And we now proudly sponsor Alex Mallins. Uh, Trev's going down to watch uh, Horsham tomorrow night and uh, meet meet the commercial director and might have some sort of exciting things for the future in PNLP and Horsham, a little partnership. But um, try and say hello to Alex for us, Trev, if you can. You probably don't even know who he looks like at the moment, but, you know, neither do I, to be fair. But Alex <laughs> Mallins, make yourself known. <laughs> Uh, hope, got, hopefully he's at least on the bench tomorrow night. And make <laughs> sure not, you check. Make sure. Well, he's been playing. Make sure you check the program. See our names next to his new name now. You're gonna have words of the commercial guy tomorrow, <laughs> can't you? But um, guys, anything, anything from uh, any shout outs from you guys? Uh, no, not for me. No, Trev. No, <laughs> um, I'm off to Dorking Saturday. Dorking York. Very good. Are you gonna? Is Marky getting you in? Of course. Of course, he is. Of course, it's the first. It's the well, first time. So, first time this se- uh, First time this season. That... Oh, Chris, don't leave me hanging. Friend. <laughs> first time this season that um... no, Chris just laughed at that. No, yes, yeah, good. It's good, mate. Yeah, that's First time this season they haven't clashed with Barnet being at home, so no, we've brilliant. been away anywhere. We've only been in the FA Cup, so first time. And um, it's it's nice to um see that we're getting followers from AFC Midland because Gaz is like mm. sort of tagging them. We got from them retweeted us right now on Instagram. So shout out to AFC Midland. Give us a shout. Uh, be sure to listen to the PNLP. We've just shouted you out. Promo. Well done. Well done for coming from uh, North Yorkshire. One of the guys from uh, North Yorkshire tonight. So welcome. Um, guys, it's been a nice nice mm. little chat. As I said at the yeah. beginning of the podcast, we can chat shit for like an hour and a half and it just flows. So mm. uh, if you've liked it's easy. Shit, it's easy when the other two on it. Yeah, Trev. That's what you say when other people are there. You say it when me and Pete are here. Yeah, and I, like, like, do you know I what know. I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? It's um. But um, if you like the shit we're producing, please do follow us. As we said, <laughs> please do just share it. One, one or two people just give it say i've listened to this non-league podcast you know we ain't professionals we ain't got money behind us we do this for the love of the game we spend our own time doing it we promote it you know if you want to get involved please let us know at the pnlp but i think let's um forget about the world cup go support your local non-league side for the next few weeks uh yeah it would be good if it came home but you know the way in it would it's not not the best way but let's hope something else comes home like the fa trophy to woodside road by the end of the season beating barnet <laughs> five now in the final <laughs> on that bombshell it's been good Trevor, good to see you again, mate. Stay on. Let's hope we get a full house next week, hey, Chris, because uh, we haven't had a full house with God knows how long. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's another thing. This is the thing about our podcast. It's we've got a panel of five. We, we can still flow with any of us, but, you know, it's um, this is what it is. We ain't we ain't full-time. We ain't professional. We don't do this as, we do this as a hobby, and we hope you like it, and the feedback that we get is great, so thank you very much. Um, if you want to tweet us at the PNLP, Facebook, social, uh, Instagram, Trev will be writing on Football Writing co.uk am I right I can't remember what mm-hmm. it is or is it yeah. dot blog he, he changed, he changed it um, and yeah 
good luck Shields for the rest of the couple of games coming up. Worthing, good luck for you guys in Barnet. I hope you can continue your record. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Probably only one or two more before oh, bloody hell, it's nearly Christmas. Mm. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? And we'll probably have a little short break over the Christmas period. But myself, James, Chris and Trev, good night. And I guess we'll round up those famous words. Be seeing you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.